You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, mom. Anything's possible. Rainy days, jump shot, fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it every night about it. A real C's fan wouldn't want to live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we got to make it. Best squad in the East and still we can't get complacent. Most winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You could tell them other guys to go and plan a vacation. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and J. King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear Well-respected in a city like Russell's career It's raining Jay. Millie's Welcome back, this is the Locked On Celtics Podcast And we want to thank you for making us part of your daily routine We are here for you Monday through Friday That's what we do And today we are coming to you after the Boston Celtics beats the Cleveland Cavaliers, 116-106. They won. They won a game. That's important for the Boston Celtics. And we're going to talk about it. We're the Rain and Jays. I am John Corrales. I cover the team for MassLive.com. Jay King is with me, the kid. He covers the team for The Athletic. And we want to welcome all of you listener gods out there, especially the new ones who might be tuning in for the first time. If you're not a subscriber, remember, you can get this podcast on the brand new podcast app Himalaya, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And you can also get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Celtics. So the Boston Celtics win by 10-116-106. Initial impression for me, Jay, uh, not great, but if we're pulling the positives out of this, like they should have beaten the Cavs, their defense still could have done a much better job. But they responded to runs. They still gave up runs. They still gave up leads. But when it came time to respond, they actually did. So I guess baby steps. We shouldn't be taking baby steps at this point in the season, but here we are. Essentially what you're saying is they barely beat the Cavs. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. A number of things stood out to me about the game tonight. The worst was the end of the third quarter, which was, oh my goodness, atrocious. (laughs) The Cavs rolled the ball in. The Celtics should have had, they did have several seconds to match up. Somehow, (laughs) Terry Rozier and Gershon Yabuselli were standing near half court and decided that Yabuselli not Terry would take Colin Sexton for the final possession, final Cavs possession of the third quarter. And Yabu just got roasted by Sexton. The, the Cavs pulled close. They ended up pulling within three during the fourth quarter. And I mean, it was, it was just. One of the worst defensive possessions you'll ever see. When when a team rolls the ball in and you have that many seconds, get the right matchup. Right. Have the point guard on the point guard. Don't have the center on the point guard. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, when Yabu is – Yabu's always happy. When you've pissed Yabu off, and he was rightfully upset because he looked around, and I think he had Jalen Brown to his right. And Terry was Rogers he rightfully was, upset? He, yes, because they left him on an island. 
But he should have just told Terry, just take him. He, I don't know who I'm. I'm not here to assess blame. I'm looking at that play. I'm just saying what I saw in that play. He was looking to switch. Like he's got that guy, and he's like, "Okay, Terry, who's switching with me?" And Terry's like, "Nope, I'm over here. I forgot who Terry." No, no. So Terry was pissed off after the play too. I don't know who 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 to assess blame to. It was just a total breakdown. It was, and these are the type of breakdowns the Celtics have had way too often, and. And what? And we'll, we'll talk about starting Horford and Baines. We'll talk about the lineup changes and Jalen Brown somehow playing only 17 minutes in a game without Kyrie Irving. We'll talk about a lot of these things. But one of the things that Horford and Baines starting together does is it forces you to play other big men, and that's why Yabu was in the game. And and I, again, I, I'm not assessing blame. It's not on Yabu. I I don't know who, whether it's on Yabu. I don't know whether it's on Rozier. I don't know whether it's on someone else. That end of the third quarter was just disgusting. The Celtics. I mean, that was, that was probably the the single like most telling possession of the year. Like that was just like this. This is what the Celtics have been this season. This is the single most the single easiest matchup. You'll ever have the ball is rolling for several seconds, yeah. and they still couldn't figure it out. They still couldn't communicate right. But I don't, <laughs> but they won. But they won. And Al Horford, Al Horford came back into the game and just kind of that's the turning point. Steered everything back in the right direction, and Marcus Smart was hustling everywhere, and and things worked out. But like, that one play was just whoa. <laughs> this is the yes, it was very much whoa. It was, uh, this is the ultimate, like, positive, positive optimist versus negative pessimist. Like, each side is going to have plenty to hang their hats on. Uh, you shouldn't need, in the after you've built up a 12-point lead, you shouldn't need Al Horford to come in and save your ass. You shouldn't need Marcus Smart to save your ass against the Cavs. Now, they have been playing better lately. That's, that's for sure. And they're fast, and they're young, and they're you know, they're they're but they're also horrible defensively, and they they have it should be easier to put them away. You shouldn't need Al Horford to come in in a tie game to spur a run late in the game to to close this game out. But that's what they did, and that's what happened. And Al Horford is great, and that's what he does. Comes in. With the score tied at 92, and he drops eight points in the fourth quarter, a couple rebounds and an assist. Marcus Smart had nine points in that fourth quarter, and that that basically was where the game was won. So, I don't know. I I, I come out of this game, and I just I, I don't think there's any answers. I don't think anything's been solidified. Nothing's been. It, it was just almost like take the win. And we'll just figure something out against the Pacers because this game didn't do anything, didn't answer questions, didn't didn't do anything, didn't move the needle needle either way. I'm in the exact same place before after this game as I was before this game. Yeah, basically. So l- let's talk about the starting lineup change. Okay. Aaron Baines comes in. Al Horford slides over to power forward. Marcus Morris, for the first time since November 23rd, comes off the bench. Do you think that's a a permanent change? Do you think that's mm-hmm. what they should do? Do you think that's 
I don't think it's a permanent change. I think that I think the one thing it demonstrates is that Brad Stevens is starting to look at matchups and he's starting to look at matchup based lineups. So I think Brad Stevens is starting to flip into playoff mode and he's starting to look at uh, and he's he said that he's been intrigued by getting back to this lineup for for a while anyway and the team hasn't been healthy enough to do it. So it's either I guess it's either one of two things really now that I'm talking myself into another line of thinking maybe this is also some more of the experimentation that Brad is just trying to see how Horford and Baines play together and having Horford back who is clearly also on some kind of minutes restriction because he only played 26 minutes I I think maybe there was some like let's get these guys together on the floor together at the same time as much as possible and see how this works and see what see how the rotations flow off of that. But I also think that there is some tinkering based on matchups as well. Like there's a reason why this was also a good opportunity to do that because the Cavs were the the Cavs were a big team and he went big against a big team. Even the, even some of the substitutions after Horford went out were were big lineups where Gordon Hayward was handling the ball alongside Smart and Mook and Jalen and, and Bain. Like, there there were some big guys out there without Horford. Um, should it be permanent? I, I, I go back to the conversation that we were having last night that I don't think any lineup should be permanent. I think it should all be matchup-based. So, uh, and, and I don't think starting this lineup answered anything either because we still had stretches – where Morris and Rozier were on the floor together, and they they had some very poor defensive stretches there. They they were on the floor together, I think, for much of that third quarter run where things kind of fell apart. So uh, I still have questions about whether those two guys on the floor together are, are the right two-man combination, uh, unless they're surrounded by, a, I guess, Kyrie and Al Horford, but the, those two guys off the bench together, I, I, I still have questions, and none of those questions, satis- I got no, nothing satisfactory uh, out of watching them tonight. Yeah, I, I don't think the Baines-Horford is permanent, and I, I think that for two reasons. One, you can't match up against any everyone with them. No, right. You just can't. The, the NBA is too spread out now. There are too many three-point shooters. There are too many mobile playmakers at the four and five to do that. I think Um, the other reason why I say that is because beyond Baines and Horford, the Celtics haven't had a reliable big. And we talked about that in the podcast last night. It's very true. And it, it kind of rang true again. Yeah. Tice was not good. Tice wasn't great. Yabu, like you don't always know what's, going on <laughs> yeah i mean Abu was okay but he it, it still wasn't particularly great you don't know yeah you don't always know what's going on so that that's another issue of playing baines and horford together as as often as they did now baines played 25 minutes a season high he was a plus eight horford was when he was in the celtics were generally pretty damn good that when he came back in in the fourth quarter, that was when they settled down, when they started to take control of the game again. Um, but I just don't know whether that can work against everybody. I don't think that can work against everybody. I do think that I was really intrigued by the substitution patterns that the Celtics use. Now, 
Kyrie didn't play, so obviously that was something that was won't be the same as always. But when they came, when the Celtics came in with subs, they the the second lineup they used beyond the starting lineup was Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, Marcus Morris, Gordon Hayward, and Aaron Baines. Now, if Al Warford's sitting, that's basically as big as they can get. Because, like, like, as long as the centers are all sitting except for Baines, that's as big as the Celtics get. And I'm intrigued by that lineup. I'm intrigued by the switchiness of it. I'm intrigued by the size of it. I'm intrigued by the potential to have shooters everywhere while also having guys who can switch from fours even big fours to, you know, point guards. And so I, I think that's something they they may experiment with more. I don't know how much Terry Rozier is going to be a playoff f- factor. Like Terry Rozier's minutes are something I'm I'm interested in moving forward to the playoffs because Kyrie obviously is going to play a ton of minutes. As a backup point guard, do you have Marcus Smart and go with those switch everything lineups that are huge and strong and versatile? Or do you use Terry and try to have more speed? Um, I think that's, that's a question. So obviously this was just a Celtics Cavs game that didn't mean anything, but the, the things that Brad Stevens did and kind of the experiments he, put out there i think may may not have been telling but they were certainly interesting at the very least yeah i I agree with that uh we'll continue this conversation after we take a short break we'll we'll get into more of uh because we didn't talk about tatum and we didn't talk about some of these other things that happened in this game here but before we go uh into the break i want to tell you about Wise. Wise is an indoor camera that does it all. It's packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere for only 20 bucks. All right, 1080p full HD, images so clear you won't miss a thing. It's got night vision, it's got two-way audio. It's Wise's mission is to bring amazing smart home products that are accessible to everyone. You can check on your home anytime with Wise's app. Uh, the Wise app's live stream connects with life as it unfolds in sharp focus you can do anything you can watch your kids as they destroy the house you can watch your pets as they destroy the house like i have i don't have kids but i got dogs so i'd be watching my dogs running around uh you can watch anything you can even watch your plants go through time lapse if you are so inclined do you want more they got that too for just 10 bucks more the wise campaign gives you 360 degree coverage in under three seconds so you can use this for any number of things security watching your home spying on your children all of that stuff it's got 110 degree per second rotation speed 360 degree horizontal range 93 degree vertical range patrol your room with the pan scan and set the camera's patrol route with up to four custom waypoints it works with alexa and you get free rolling 14 day cloud storage okay this is free rolling 14 day cloud storage and there are no subscriptions no subscriptions okay this works anywhere 
with your mobile phone from anywhere. Go to Wise, W-Y-Z-E, wise.com slash locked to get the guaranteed lowest price. Remember, free 14-day cloud storage. You can use this anywhere on your mobile phone. There are no subscriptions at wise.com slash locked. Jason Tatum had 21 points in the first half and finished the game with 21 points. And uh, not that scoring was a particular issue for the Celtics, who scored 116. But, Jay, does it concern you that the Celtics continue to go away from guys who are hot like this? Because uh, it does bother me that they he got three shots in the second half. And I know other guys got shots and other guys got going, but... It does bother me that they they get away from some guys that, that could make things easy and really put pressure on the defense. It's not that I'm sitting here waiting for Jason Tatum to drop 40. I don't care how many points he actually scores. But when a guy's got it going, defenses overreact. And when you can run it through him uh, and, and get them to overreact, it just makes life easier for everybody. And I just I think they get away from that too much. First of all, after the ways.com ad, I want to point out that subscriptions are a great thing, especially subscriptions to the athletic. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, but if you can get something sec- without a subscription like mass live, that's even better. Yeah. Except <laughs> there are a lot more writers at the athletic and it's certainly worth a subscription. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, however, uh, the Jason Tatum thing, I didn't hate the offense in the second half. So it would have been one thing if, if the Celtics had just had crappy offense throughout the second half. They ended with 50.5% shooting, 40% from be, beyond the arc. Like it wasn't like they were lacking for scoring. Is, is it? Possible that they should have fed Tatum more after he was really hot in the first half. Yes, but I generally didn't have too much of an issue with the shots they did get in the second half. I thought the bigger issue was the defense and some of the defensive breakdowns. So I I can see why you'd want to feed the hot hand and feed Jason Tatum and get him going even more than he already was. But when you shoot 50.5% and 40% from beyond the arc, there's not much you can say about that side of the basketball. And I think especially after Al Horford came in, the Celtics generally got really good looks down the stretch and capitalized on those. And part of that was Marcus Smart hustling and Marcus Smart finishing layups and Marcus Smart doing Marcus Smart things. Um, but the Celtics, I thought throughout the second half, didn't have awful offense at all. So I didn't hate them going away from Jason Tatum like they did, but yeah, that is one of the things like they don't feed the hot hand all the time. And tonight, tonight it was Jason Tatum who I thought, I thought he was going to get his career high. 
I was convinced he was going to get his career high at halftime, which is 34 points. You know, did I, not score again. I started to, I started to look it up and I saw everybody tweeting. And I was like, you know, I'm not even going to bother. First of all, uh, it's funny when all of the sports writers, all of the beat writers, are, are tweeting the same thing at the same time. It's just a bunch of same thing. And then uh, I just had a feeling, and I'm going to go to Twitter here at Rifecy. Tatum having 21 at the half and still 21 midway through the fourth. Is still Celtics this year. That you, you have to like if. Tatum had 99 points in the first half. I'm still not 100% sure they would get him to 100. That's what this Celtics team is. Like, my, and, and it's not even that I, again, it's not that I care necessarily that he's going to score however many points or that I want to see how many points he can score. Like, I'm not trying to be the Suns with Devin Booker here. I want to. Explore that defense, first of all. That's, like I said before, I want to get that defense moving, have them overreacting, blah, blah, blah. The other thing is, I just want to get away from the my turn stuff. And I feel like there's still some, uh, plenty of this my turn stuff. Like, even in the first half, Marcus Morris, after Tatum had, had been scoring, Tatum had the ball. He was bringing, I forget exactly what point he brought it up across half court. He flung it over to Marcus Morris on the right wing and he stepped into a three and it was a fairly early in the shot clock three and okay. He missed it. It's like, okay, in a vacuum, that's a shot that it's It's pretty wide open and Marcus Morris going to let that fly. But how about you just drive and kick or, or something and, and get it back to Tatum and see what he can do. Just, See if he, you can just a couple of possessions, just a couple of possessions more and just see, just it's a little bit asking for a heat check for sure. I get it. And that's not necessarily the style of basketball we want him to play, but it just, I, I want that level of unselfishness where guys are at least recognizing that look, Tatum's got it going. I, I can get my shots later. Like I'm going to give up a shot right now. To, just to kind of see if we can ride this out a little bit. So I don't want to belabor this point because I've made it very often and, and I, I don't want to get too repetitive. Let's get to the other thing that we wanted to talk about that uh, at Harvey underscore MD brought up on Twitter. Uh, what does Jalen Brown have to do to get more minutes? 17 minutes is a joke. And, and it's just not uh, Matt. There's plenty of people tweeting about Jalen Brown. How does he only get 17 minutes in this game? Yeah, that was interesting to me. Um, obviously, probably the most interesting rotation-related thing beyond the starting lineup change. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Jalen has obviously been pretty damn good lately. The Celtics obviously have a lot of wings, and... They wanted to play against the Cavs, especially with a lot of size. And that would be the thing I would probably guess that the Celtics decided that they were going to do is play with a lot of size, which meant Marcus Morris, which meant Gordon Hayward, which meant Baines and Horford in tandem, which meant some of Tice, which meant some of Yabu, which meant that minutes despite Kyrie Irving being gone were relatively limited and Marcus Smart was really really good so he earned some of the 
the minutes that were going to smaller guards. And if you want to consider smart, a smaller guard instead of like a pulverizing center, (laughs) 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 but yeah, that's, it's weird. And I think Jalen has earned minutes. I think Jalen, we've talked sometimes about the lapses he has defensively, but for a couple months now, he's been one of the Celtics most consistent players. And it was definitely eye opening that he only had 17 minutes. I don't know whether that'll continue. I doubt it will continue. I suspect that when the Celtics play guys who don't teams that don't start Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson together and play Larry Nance, who's another offensive rebound fiend, then he'll probably get more time. Um, but yeah, that was, that was definitely something that jumped off the stat page was Jalen didn't play that many minutes. He was like, I, I want to say the eighth or ninth guy who got in that game. The first three subs or the first couple subs were Mook and Hayward. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting there because when you have Baines in there starting, and you're keeping those two together. It has been that Jalen would come in for Marcus Morris. Like that's been the rotation. Um, it, and so I have to go back and look. Obviously, the second time around, you start to focus on some of these things, and we'll have to see if there was a a breakdown or a um, uh, something, a, a mistake that he made, or is this just the case of? situational Brad wanted to go big. I'm trying to see what happens if we go big. So you get to kind of relax and play a 17 minute game and consider this a pseudo rest day for you. And then we'll kind of move forward from there. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's something behind that or not. And it's something that Celtics are supposed to practice tomorrow. And I'm sure that question is going to come up. So we'll, we'll find an answer. Uh, for that. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, what's interesting. How, how come guys like Jalen Brown don't sit out for load management? Why doesn't be because it's the, the top stars who sit out for load management. <laughs> I guess he's only playing 20 minutes. And, a game, and so. typically, typically older guys like Jason Tatum hasn't sat out for load management either. Yeah. Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, those guys haven't either. It's typically guys who have been in the league for a while. And let, let's let's not use the term load management. It's rest. I I don't have the problem with the term load management that everybody else does. I just think it's so People stupid. Just say rest. By it. Who cares? Who cares? It's so st- I care. It's so stupid. It's so it's, it's so it's so too much. It's like it's the most corporate term of all time for just saying rest <laughs> i don't care what the hell they call it call it rest if they call it rest that's fine they call it load management i don't give a shit what do i care i just think it's dumb <laughs> it's all dumb uh, most of what we do is dumb <laughs> uh what is not dumb is subscribing to this show we're gonna come back and subscribing to the guys. athletic shout out shout out to the athletic <laughs> <laughs> you can get this show every day. Subscribe to Lockdown Celtics on the new 
Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need Himalaya. Need it. With your personally curated playlists, search for it on your app store and subscribe to Locked On Celtics. We're coming back with more on the Locked On Celtics podcast. We normally ask you to tweet us with the hashtag Rain and Jays when you've got a question or comment in game. And I got to say, I think the the toll has been taken on Celtics fans because we've got a few, and most of them are the same topic. So, like at neutral spin. So Tatum went scoreless after uh, after half after a twenty one point first half. He seems to get quiet like this a lot. Does it say more about his game or the Celtics offense? Should we be concerned about these long, quiet periods for him? So let's take this and I guess answer the question directly about these long, quiet periods. And then maybe he has been in a bit of a slump. So let's, is, is, are you satisfied with the way he played today that this, this is going to be the beginning of a turnaround for him. And should we be concerned when he goes through these long periods of not scoring? Uh, <laughs> it was uh, a game against the Cavs, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think it's right to take anything long term off of that. The Celtics were totally fine when he went through a second half drought. They found other ways to score. He was really good in the first half. I don't think one way or another we should take too many <laughs> overarching themes to this game. The Cavs are no good. The Celtics beat the Cavs, and that's about it. Okay. Are you? Do you feel like Tatum is is found something with like his? I feel like he scored well against the Cavs in the first half. Did not score well against the Cavs in the second half. And we'll see what happens from here. I mean, he he has quietly been really cold. And a lot of attention has been paid to Marcus Morris's cold streak. Jason Tatum's gone even colder. He had been entering tonight's game against the Cavs 28% from three since February 1st. And so, yes, maybe he needed to see the ball go through the hoop a little bit. Yes, Maybe it was very good for him to have that 20 point, 21 point first half. Yes, maybe he he needed to just get cooking a little bit. Then he had a zero point second half. <laughs> so I, I don't right. know what to take of it. All right. I, I I don't. I just don't. He's a really talented dude who can score points and defend and rebound for his position, and that's. That's, that's that's what I think. That's it. Most of these tweets afterwards were about either the Tatum not scoring or the Shemi Ojale, uh Colin Sexton matchup. 
which is which is really funny. Uh, and then, of course, comments like this from at A.G. Freeman. People may complain about the Celtics season being disappointing and difficult to watch. But for me, as an underachieving slacker who never meets his potential, this team is the bomb. So there's <laughs> there's yeah, this team is just making making people feel good about themselves. That's right. That's right. Uh, and then, of course, there's the rain and junk hashtag, which is normally where uh, our boy Jam Packard comes in and would give us something like the jam, which which jam of the game. But without any Welch's money, I think I think we're just going to get away from that because you got to give us some of that cash. We're not just going to we're not just going to do it for nothing. Give us something uh, at Damon Jones. Give me bucks, bro. Seriously. Or free sandwiches. Hey, that man, his money. I still don't think that's a very good Teddy KGB impression. Pay that man his money. Should have paid him off. <laughs> How shall I say, stick it in you? <laughs> <laughs> At Damon Jones, who'd have ever imagined that crisp erotic ball movement would lead to a sexually arousing open shot? Just give Shemi in there and I'm... I'm a full rain and junk. Uh, that's the type of stuff we get on rain and junk. They did have ball movement, though. Nice, crisp, erotic city ball movement where Mook and Terry Rozier actually touched the ball. They were in a nice little play. Everybody touched the ball and ended up with a Jalen Brown shot. Jalen Brown three. It was beautiful in the first half. Facts. 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 Uh, <laughs> at NP Nickerson, hate to say it, but this year's team's a rational playoff confidence is very Washington wizard ish. Ooh, that's, that's a take. And I, I like that take. That's, um, I, that's a, that's some shit right there, man. That is something. I will say though, that's the wizards I'm, never made it to the conference finals. The Celtics made it to the conference finals without Kyrie they and did. without Gordon Hayward. They did. And so, I so they the at least have they're at least coming from a higher place, right? But than, than the Wizards, but it's, it's but nice, I still like the take. It's nice. It's first of all, it's a very strong shot at the Wizards, like out of nowhere, and it's it's obviously a criticism of the Celtics, but I like it more as a uh, using the Wizards as the descriptor here. I like I like it. I like it a lot. It's funny. I, I'm, I'm a big fan. Also, I had I had more than one person tweet me tonight that they have given up watching the Celtics for the rest of the regular season. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, They're just done. Judging by the, the number of tweets and the number of hashtags that very, I think after that Spurs loss, people are just like, you know what? Screw it. The weather's nicer. Uh, you know, the, the daylight's longer. And people are just like, you know what? For two weeks, I'm out. I'm out. Forget it. I wouldn't be surprised. And hell, if it wasn't my job, maybe I would have joined them. But right now, this is what we do, and uh, that's what we're going to do. Continuing, moving forward. Uh, thanks to everybody for the Photoshops after our uh, horse, indoor horse challenge. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Some of these really hurt my feelings. The Jay step over. Jay stepping over me as Allen Iverson. Really, that one really it cut me to my core. So much that was the most beautiful Photoshop ever created. Let's be honest. I no, that's it's horrible. It's it's so crushing to me that I I feel the need 
to purchase one of those baskets so I can, at my own residence, just get shots. I got to get 500 makes up a day. I got to get 500 up a day so I can challenge you and get my shot right so I can go out there and get my money back. You still will not be able to match up with Old Faithful. <laughs> Old Faithful, where you shot three of 30. Uh, ask what happened when the when the money was on the line. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, it was on Instagram with the Locked On Celtics Instagram page. Last night, Jay and I engaged in a post-podcast horse game at his apartment on the very small but very cool uh, indoor mini hoop. Uh, I did not perform well. I, I was cold. And Jay was only slightly less cold, but he hit the shot. Uh, to be fair, I beat the shit out of you. I, I'm not, I can't, I have no comeback here. I, I lost, I lost pretty handily to both games, but neither of us shot. Well, you just shot slightly less terribly than I did. That's all right. I beat the shit out of you. That's, that's all I will that's say. Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's fine. That's fine. Revenge will be had in this life or the next, as I said last night. And so that's where we'll end this podcast. Don't worry. It's going to be on Instagram live. All of our gambling challenges will be on Instagram live. Uh, that's it. That's the show. Thanks uh, for listening and subscribing. Remember all of you new listeners, first of all, thank you very much for listening and checking us out and subscribing. You can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya podcast app, as well as Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and Spotify. And remember when you get in your car, you can tell your podcast, your smart device, the play podcast, Locked On Celtics. All you regular listeners, a five-star rating and a good review would be greatly helpful. Check me out on the Locked On NBA podcast. I'm recording that after I'm done recording this, talking about the NBA, the night in the NBA, and other stuff with Jake Madison. So check me out there. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Celtics.